this morning I'd like to remind ourselves a little bit about uh, how to balance our faculties and also uh, what uh, are the faculties and how we can ex well actually we can apply them in our meditation. So yesterday we saw that we have five spiritual faculties. So we can start with any one of them. So let's start with sati, mindfulness. We just arrive. Oh, you just arrive. That means mindfulness is just a quality of presence to be where we are with the body and then with the mind. The quality of presence. The quality of mind also that will remember. What will it remember? It will remember actually the good advice that wisdom is telling us. Wisdom, panya, understanding. Another faculty. What is that faculty speaking about? It's about knowing. Knowing what we do. Knowing why we do it. Knowing also how we do it. How to balance the faculties, with which means will be the best to achieve our purpose. And what we are doing now is a practice of meditation. Meditation in the sense of development. And the meta-meditation that we are now engaged in is a specific meditation subject on which we have to develop ourselves, we have to feed the mind, we have to orient the mind and direct the mind to this goal that means developing the quality of loving-kindness qualities of care. So the Panya tells us to start from the beginning, to start also where we are. How we are. To accept it. Just to allow the things to be within ourself. Then the faculty of sadda, the faith, the trust, the confidence, the surrender we have in this moment with our practice. 
Here, our practice is with the metta. The trust can be in the practice itself. The trust also can come just with the practice when we trust the person to whom we are giving metta, when we trust ourselves, when we are receiving care, friendliness, security from another person. Trusting, confidence, faith, and metta is the nutriment for it. Then the aspect of via effort. In this case, the sati will remind us what is our object? What is our objective? We want to develop good qualities. We want to strengthen our mind with loving care, with affection, with friendliness. So the effort will be to direct the mind towards our objective, to maintain the mind on our subject of meditation, which can be ourself, a dear person, or a neutral person. And this morning, we are going also to try with the person with whom we may have had or are having some difficulties. It is very difficult for us to share something that we don't have. So it's the same thing with metta. If we don't have the metta within our heart, it's very difficult to make it in an artificial fashion. It has to be there. So the gradual, progressive tools that we are using to condition ourselves, to put the mind in a good mood, by first remembering an easy person and then sharing also that feeling with ourselves is the most convenient approach. So now, during these last days, we have been trying to 
feed these feelings of care and love by remembering a dear person, by remembering also the effect that we have when we think about the person in his presence, in your presence, the feeling of satisfaction, the feeling of fullness. Now again, I will suggest just a few things, very simple things. You may remember just having a lunch or a meal with your friends. How they make you comfortable. How they care for you. And how you care for yourself with acceptance when you receive these things. And then, oh, when you care for yourself, when you feel secure and happy, then you give them the same sympathy, the same care and love. So the mutual sharing that we have with a friend is a very powerful nutriment. Thinking about that, then we can feel ourselves, we can feel our body, can feel our mind with these feelings, with these emotions. When we are full, it overflows. So when you are really happy, Remember, when you had just met good friends, so you are so happy. There is no problem, no worries. You are happy, you are alive, and you want to share. Anybody you are going to meet on the street, anybody you are going to meet in the stairs of your building, in the dining room, in a parking lodge, anybody, a neutral person, a person you have never met, you feel to share. You see the same person also as a human being, a person like you, a person who needs care who needs to be paid attention, who needs to be happy. So the happiness you have in your heart, you give it to that person. May that person be happy, feeling safe, secure, at peace. So like this, our mind grows, our mind expands, And then more and more we can include a wider variety of beings. So from a loved one, a dear friend, to ourself, or from ourself, to a dear and loved one, 
our heart becomes full and then it overflows to anybody but it's good for us to be clear about our object of meditation, our subject of meditation. So to maintain beings in our mind is very important. So we can see these beings, we can feel their presence or something like this, but always directing our mind towards beings, ourself included. And now comes the difficult person. So if your heart is full, then you are so full that you don't get so much affected by a person who is arming himself or herself by being angry, a person who as something that you don't like or that have created problems with your relationship or anything that has made your mind seeing the person as a little bit difficult to handle. So it's important for us to keep that fullness of heart within ourselves. So gradually we can just turn towards that type of person. And in order not to get unbalanced, instead of seeing the qualities and the things that are perceived as negative and unwholesome, then we see the good quality. Is it possible that all beings have good qualities also. What is a human being? What is a being? A being is movement, actions. Actions of body, actions of speech, actions of mind. So in these three classes of actions, when we look at another person, if we notice that the person is not behaving very well mentally, like always being angry and distracted and agitated, and mentally the person is not so well, so, no need to look at that. It will make us upset. If the person also is always speaking rashly and in an angry fashion, with bad words, bad languages, a speech that is not pleasant, not truthful, well, we don't need to look at that. It's true, this is there, but why to emphasize it?
but maybe some of the physical actions of the person may sometimes be very good. Sometimes you can look at the person with whom you are very angry or very upset, and then you can see in the person that the person can do the dishes or can do her, her work very nicely, very carefully. That person also can be very nice to other people at times. The person is able to give service. The person can clean the window as well. The person can do good work on a computer or, or on, on anything. So whatever good quality you see in the behavior of the person, physical behavior, then you give credit to that. Then you see you can accept that person a little bit easier, easily. But if you don't see any physical actions that are good, then you can look at the speech of the person, how the person behaves with his speech. And you can see that the person sometimes may have a very pleasant speech, can speak very softly, very lovingly, not necessarily with you, but can be very caring when he is speaking to people. So look at that, how the person is, can speak nicely. So in the case that speech is not so convenient either, then you can look at the mental actions. So sometimes the behavior will not be good physically, verbally, but the person will have always good intention, always caring, trying to do the best with their mind, be devoted to good things, thinking about good things, but so unskillful with these other types of actions. So in this way we can see that if we are looking carefully with somebody with whom we have difficulties, we can find qualities. And then the same type of feeling we have when we are with a dear friend and then with ourselves peacefully and that feeling of care and love that overflows to a neutral person, then we can also gradually include that to the persons that are not so easily uh, handled with, in we, uh, with whom we don't have so good a relationship or difficult relationship.
Sometimes again, if we are getting angry just by remembering the person or being in contact with the person, then we can reflect on the poison of anger. Being angry make us ugly, make us irritated, make us unhappy. And also anger is making the same to the other person. So what is the point of being angry? What is the point of repaying anger with anger? So if we like ourselves also, if we want to protect ourselves, there is no need to be angry. And the person that is angry is also arming herself. What's the point of being angry? So reflecting that being angry, we are just feeding with unwholesome and unhappy states of mind. We are feeding also things that are not so profitable and also uh, the other person also is doing the same. So this is the things that they are speaking, like in the commentaries, and so how to remove the resentment and anger. Sometimes also we can see in the other person that uh, that person might have been our wife before, or our brother, our sister, mother, father, or might have been our son or daughter. So if we are to see the other person as if she had been our sister or wife or husband or mother before, that means at that time you will have care very much for the person. So now the person has changed and is angry. So we have to be patient. It's much better for ourselves. Another way also to remove the anger or resentment it's just you look at the other person and you ask yourself, with what, with whom am I getting angry? Am I getting angry with the hair of the person? Am I 
getting angry with the teeth of the person or the nails or which part of the body am I getting angry with and this body also what is that? Is there a reason to be upset with it? So when we deconstruct a little bit the perception we have about the person then it loses its strength. It is just a bunch of aggregates, physical aggregates and mental aggregates. Sometimes also when you are seeing the person, then also you can think to give her a gift. Maybe here you don't, you are not with the person, but in your mind you may think to give her a gift. Yes, you are angry. So maybe you are angry because of me? So then, if I am the cause of your anger, then I give you a gift. I want to care for you. This is my present. Please take that. I like to give that to you. And if by chance the person also is offering you a gift, then you can say thank you. And then you will see how oh, giving a gift can appease a lot of resentment. So again, our effort has to be balanced. If we do it too much on somebody who is difficult, then we fall also into agitation and then on balance. So we can come back to a good feeling, the feeling that we have with our friends. And then we can also go to a neutral person where it's also very easy. So like this, we can shift from person to person, from the four classes. And then eventually we will be able to include also a person with whom we have difficulty into our mind. And then we will be able to love the person as much as we love and care for all the other people in the other classes. So our wisdom will tell us how to adjust the object, how to adjust which person to do when, how to adjust our internal qualities, if we need a little bit more effort or less effort, but always in a relationship 
to our meditation. So a meditation for development, for cultivation, needs to be done again and again on the same topic. So sati, all the time we remember our purpose. Sati. So the quality of sati, of mindfulness, is something that has to be carried constantly. It's a question of a continuous practice. So whatever we do today, all the time, we need to remember and give quality to what we do. And uh, to remember that what we do, the way we do it, is very important. And the meditation is caring, is loving. So we have to take care of ourselves and then also we have to care of other people in all our actions. Any announcement? So this morning I reviewed the, uh, the five uh, faculties uh, simply and mostly, of course, it's a good reminder for us, but uh, I just wanted to uh, to emphasize it again because yesterday when I talked about the five, the five uh, faculties, then when I mentioned about the faculty of uh, effort, Viria, then I went a little bit off. And uh, uh, what, is what was the purpose? Like, uh, what is the, how do we use the faculty of effort? in the context of a meditation. So uh, the, the aspect of effort here uh, has to do with our meditation. So that means all the time we have to remind ourselves our of, uh, of our uh, meditation subject. Of course, sometimes we can put the meditation subject aside and then just use the mindfulness and then just be with ourselves with care. But uh, when we are fine, when we see that uh, we are okay and uh, uh, faculties are relatively balanced, then the effort has to, to go again and again into the sense of development. And then that sense of development will be by reminding people, by reminding beings. And then now we have seen the four classes, so just trying to see you just all the time you cultivate. It's a meditation. Also, you, we cultivate the remembrance of uh, these four classes of people until we are able to include all the beings in our uh, in our mind. 
And also it's interesting to see how this practice also sometimes we, we go to beings, our mind is going towards the beings. So sometimes also all the beings come in our heart. So sometimes you don't have to do so much and then the beings comes in your mind and then you are sending them metta. But the aspect of virya as a uh, faculty is the effort that you make by bringing your mind on the topic of your meditation, on these uh, living beings to which you are sending or sharing loving kindness. Good, 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 good.